Welcome, NFL fans and fantasy goers. As always, I'm Tyler, here to take you on an NFL tour through this past week and then move you on into my predictions. And actually, this week, we do have a special guest. His name is James Ward, and we are also going to break down the next week, this upcoming week three. James, why don't you take it away? Kind of introduce yourself. Hey, I'm James Ward. I have been playing fantasy a long time. Um, I play on a few different daily fantasies. I'm in a couple on two different leagues just for work. Uh, pretty much just daily fantasy stuff. The DFS for me. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much what I do. Ward James 2066 on FanDuel and DraftKings. All right, man. Well, anyways, uh, this week we're going to do something a little different. We're going to uh, change it up how we are going to run it. Um, so we uh, decided we're going to go through uh, some key matchups. We're going to go through kind of our who we think is hot and not, um, the wows and owls, as I call them. And then that's going to be through the first week. And then we're also going to transform that also into the upcoming week, um, kind of tying in fantasy as long as we can all the way through it. Um, so let's just jump right into it. Um, week two, what were some of the, uh, the kind of the key matchups you saw? I definitely had Washington versus the Giants, uh, the Chiefs and Ravens, and then the Vikings and Cardinals, and I'll kind of get into why. Uh, did you have anything different than those? Um, I was pretty much the same. I did think, you know, there were a lot of people that draft Dak as a high QB, Elliott as a high running back. So I always like to watch the uh, Cowboys play as well, just for, I mean, basically those reasons. A lot of the times that's the first QB and first running back some teams take, depending on league size. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I definitely had the Washingtons and Giants, uh, just kind of because we had, uh, Tyler Heineke in, I mean, he threw what for 34 or 43 on 336 yards, two touchdowns and only one interception. And he had 107 yards to a uh, scary Terry. I mean, that was quite an incredible game for him to pull that one out and end up winning that one. Um, that, that those were just some kind of crazy stats I got out of that game uh, from Tyler Heineke. Yeah, definitely a low draft that you don't really think you're going to see there. Yeah, so uh, I don't know what that does for him moving forward with this Washington team. Obviously, they're not going to start him the rest of the season. Once their quarterback does end up getting healthy, they're going to throw him back in, obviously. But uh, those are some good numbers, and that's definitely going to, to boost him uh, moving forward in his career. Um, kind of excited, you know, where that one goes. Uh, so that one, to me, just blew me out. Um, was there any uh, – do 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 well, I had this Chiefs and Ravens game. Let's move on to that one. Uh, this Chiefs and Ravens game. Did you end up watching that at all? Um, I watched some of it. Man, I, I have a hard time staying up that late, especially on a weekday, but well, leading into it. Um, but it was it was a hell of a game. Yeah, it, it was. I ended up staying up for the full game. Ended up uh, having a close call with making it into work the next day. But I'll tell you what, that thing went down to the last minute and 30 seconds. Um all the way over until Clyde Edwards-Hilaire ended up fumbling the ball and then eventually costing his team the game on that one. I mean, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. If he could have held that ball, not fumbled it, I know Mahomes could have thrown him a touchdown, thrown Travis Kelsey a touchdown, or somebody ended up pulling that game out for his team. So, and I Yeah, had the Ravens Clyde were Edwards- definitely gifted with one there. 
Yeah, they were definitely gifted. I'll tell you, I had Clyde Edwards-Hilaire on the bench, and I was thankful because his production fantasy, dude, it was atrocious, um, especially after a fumble late game like that. I'm in a PPR league, by the way. Um, yeah. So, yeah, both the leagues that I'm in are PPR. Obviously, Daily Fantasy can run off, you know, whatever point system they set there. But, I mean, you get into some of the quarterbacks, some of these lower draft pick quarterbacks, cheaper quarterbacks if you're playing DFS. Um, I mean, it's really opening up. If, you, if, you, if you're if you in DFS and pick Taylor Haneke on a three-man pick as your $1 slot, like props to you, that's – you probably won – Hopefully, you know, everyone's playing Lockett at this point. He's probably not going to be a $2 player for much longer. But, you know, that he's he's killing it, too, on the wide receiver angle. Just these last two weeks, he's the main target because everybody's double-teaming DK Metcalf. Yeah, no, I, I definitely have him uh, for the for the wow side for me because he, he did some serious work um, carrying that team um, with receptions and I definitely impressed with his play. Definitely impressed with Tyler Lockett. Um, this Vikings team um, against the Cardinals, I have here that KJ Osborne, Justin Jefferson, and Alexander Madison had double digit average uh, reception yards. All three of those, or no, I take that back. KJ Osborne and Justin Jefferson had a touchdown with Thielen. Um, so there was definitely a lot in the passing game there. Um, but if that's not enough to impress anybody, uh, Kyler Murray had 400 yards. All of his receivers, except Chase Edmonds, had 13.5 average per target um, on their reception. And then it only goes up from there. So, And props to my people that are in week-to-week leagues. I was the guy realizing the first five games of last year, Kyler Murray was the highest-scoring week-to-week quarterback. Those were the five weeks he was healthy. Then he tailed off towards the end of the year when he wasn't healthy. So props to everybody that realized, yep, Kyler Murray's coming back 100%. He's going to blow it out of the water. He's been our he's he's been the top uh, week to week point scorer at this point. Yeah, two weeks in a row. I mean, he definitely could repeat it. He's definitely looking, you know, that strong and healthy again to to go back and dominate the league like he did last year, especially you know starting the season out. Um, I mean, his numbers are impressive. He's not throwing too many interceptions. He's getting the ball to the right receivers, and he's making, you know, some big plays. That team is definitely looking very explosive this year. Yeah, and, I mean, we're going into a week where they're playing the Jaguars. No offense. Hey, thanks, Trevor Lawrence, to coming into the league. You're just the same washed-up person that we've heard is the next Peyton Manning every single year. Yeah, um... Speaking about quarterbacks, what about the Bears? Uh, Andy Dalton goes down. Uh, Justin Fields comes in. Uh, he didn't throw a touchdown. He didn't have a rushing touchdown. He ended up running the ball almost as often as he ended up passing the ball. Um, uh, we've seen what it can do to quarterbacks. You know, they, they can be very successful with it to start. But it doesn't seem to be a long-term thing. How, where do you see Justin Fields being? Um, I honestly think Justin Fields needs to – you know, establish his pocket presence, uh, especially as a rookie quarterback. He needs to show that he has that ability outside of just running the ball and creating, creating yards with his feet. We know he has the ability to do that. Um, and I think if, 
he can establish a solid pocket presence, get some composure in there, be able to deliver balls on time. Most importantly, um, I, I think he definitely has the highest ceiling of anybody in this draft, just because we've seen his physical capability. We've seen him and clutch moments. We go back to the Clemson Ohio state game last year when Justin Fields owned that game. That was his game. Trevor Lawrence was a participant. Justin Fields was there. Um, I, if he can establish a pocket presence with the bears, now the bears, a lot needs to happen in their office to bring in a lot better uh, receivers. You know, he's got David Montgomery. He's got, he's got the running game. He needs some receivers, some targets to throw to that'll make him feel a little more comfortable there in the pocket. And, you know, their offensive line's atrocious. So good thing they have somebody that can move. Yeah, uh, definitely. I'm, I'm the same there. Uh, kind of staying in that same um, draft class, we got Mac Jones, who threw 22 of 30 on 186 yards uh, against a, a very porous Jets defense. Um, didn't throw a touchdown, didn't throw an interception. Um, I, I definitely expected more out of Mac Jones. I know he's a big guy. Um, people are very much praising him right now. 186 yards, and you're the starting quarterback through the air. I think that's kind of a bummer, um, being a starting quarterback. I mean, being a starting quarterback, yeah, but let's look at, you know, this is a rookie quarterback coming in on a Bill Belichick offense. You know, I, I think at this point everybody can say Tom Brady's the one that won them that dy- that kept them that dynasty, but Bill Belichick, he doesn't run an exciting offense. He doesn't run the big play offense. Um, how many 20 plus yard gains or, you know, passing gains did Mac Jones have? It's he, he just, he, that's not the Patriots game. He All did right. throw zero interceptions though, which is impressive for a starting rookie. And, I mean, you got to look at the guy that's behind him, too, that veteran guy that's teaching him. They released Cam Newton. They have Brian Hoyer behind Mac Jones teaching him. I think Mac Jones has a very high ceiling for this season. Justin Fields this season. Yeah. Um, and then on the other side of the ball here, we had Zach Wilson. Uh, 210 yards through the air, four interceptions. Do we have to call him Zach Wilson still? Can we just call him Trubisky 2.0? I I mean, I think we're moving there. Yeah, he's Trubisky 2.0. Barely any college games. Not a big resume to show. Played for BYU, off-brand team. And, yeah, he had a good year. Great. We just – teams jumped the gun for him. Congratulations to the Jets for being the Jets. You did the same thing you always do. You fucked up. (laughs) Seems to be that they're pretty good at it. I mean, <laughs> bottom of the NFL yet again, um, not a hot start for this team. And Zach Wilson definitely wants a, a rebound. And after throwing four interceptions, I, I you can only go up from there. I mean, we're, we're talking the Jets. They're, I, I'm a Michigan State guy through and through. And I will tell you, they jumped on that Le'Veon Bell, that old running back bandwagon so quick. And what do he do? He jumps ship. He's playing for the Chiefs because he wants a championship. They're not yeah. going to win one either, but you guys, are they're just too impulsive. Bad choice. Yeah. Um, was there any more matchups you wanted to kind of go over before we kind of move things along? Um, 
I mean, matchups for this we moving into matchups for this week. I mean, uh, who's no, going to be starting for the like, Texans? Uh, I think that's that a huge of, question. Yeah, no, I, I was kind of thinking about you know any more matchups that you kind of watched or maybe you know kind of seen some highlights of that you, you wanted to kind of run run over real quick before we kind of go over you know who our wow players were for this week. Um, we need to jump into that Tennessee game and then. Uh, bringing back Derrick Henry. He was a lot of people's first draft picks. Yes. Um, I, I definitely uh, did miss that one, but um, I, I mean, I we saw... went, we, Derrick Henry doubled his touches last week. He put up insane numbers after he had a horrible week one. This is, it just goes back to everybody judging off week one. Um, yeah. So, I mean, Derrick Henry, yeah, he didn't have a great week one. I think, you know, we saw him put up minimal points. The this last turnaround, you know, Derrick Henry was back to being Derrick Henry. So I, I I think everybody who was bummed after week one, they took him first in their draft. Don't be. He's coming back. They, you know, they still don't have a receiving core. They have A.J. Brown, and that's about it. And he's not been hot. Tannehill just hasn't been there to throw the ball. They're going to lean on Derrick Henry come next week as well against the Seahawks. Or they played the Seahawks. Yeah, no, uh, kind of piggybacking off of what you had said, um, Ryan Tannehill has A.J. Brown. He's got Julio Jones. Now Derrick Henry's back in the mix of things. I heard someone tell me earlier this week that, you know, if I had Derrick Henry, it was time to, you know, get rid of him. Uh, this was obviously before his performance uh, week two. Um, I don't think it's time to sell on Derrick Henry. Uh, he's going to be back in full throttle. He ended up having three touchdowns, 182 yards on 35 carries. Uh, that's almost as many carries as Ryan Tannehill throwing the ball. So I still look for him to be the workhorse for this team, definitely until they can pick up you know, a couple more receivers uh, that would definitely complement A.J. Brown and Julio. Uh, but, no, I definitely agree with you on everything you had said um, on, on this Ryan Tannehill Derrick Henry duo. Um, they definitely need a couple more pieces, but I, I definitely see this team, um, you know, looking to Derrick Henry to pick up what they need to pick up. Yeah. And I mean, they're, they're a run first offense. Um, they're, they're going into playing the Colts. They need to be a run first offense against the Colts, but also, those AG, A.J. Brown draftees, I think this could be a potential breakout week for him just because the Colts, they do have a good rushing defense. They're going to they're gonna start trapping, really committing to the run, and that'll open it up for A.J. Brown, Julio Jones to kind of – and Tannehill to air it out a little bit more than what we've seen in weeks past just because the Colts commit to the run as much as what they do. Yes, yes. Um. So I've known you for a bit, and I know you're a Detroit Lions fan. Jared Goff is in Detroit. We have Matt Stafford, um, who got traded away, obviously. Who do you think is a better compliment for their team? I mean, Matthew Stafford's obviously a better compliment for his team. We don't need to get into semantics with that. Yeah, um... I've, I'm I'm just sitting here. I'm not the Detroit hopeful that's like, oh, I want Stafford to do great. I yeah, great. You guys who picked him up and you know your seventh, eighth round of the draft. The man's a winner. You got to steal, but 
I want them to start losing because I'm a Detroit fan. I need those draft picks to work out because Jared Goff is shit. Yeah. Um, he completed 26 attempts, um, threw an interception, had a couple touchdowns here. Yay, yay, whatever. Uh, but TJ Hawkinson is definitely holding this offense up. Uh, I mean, it's not by much, but he's he's the one doing it. Uh, definitely with DeAndre Swift and then uh, Jamal Williams uh, being their backs. Um, there's yeah, they much. have the worst receiving core in the in the league. Yeah. Of course, Hawk is holding up their offense. He's it. You need to be start tight end, Hawk, and for the people that don't have Gronk in and have them on his bench, that is going to be a connect constant connection so long as Brady is healthy throughout the year, and it's going to be a touchdown connection because it's his buddy. They want to have the most touchdowns of any duo in the league and have it not be a touchable record. That's, you know, they're coming to their end of their time together, and that's what they want to do. Yeah, I actually watched a uh, real funny video um, clip, and Gronk definitely admitted. He said uh, that he does not go over any tapes at all, and he just tells Brady, you know, who am I guarding or who's guarding me? And so Brady will tell him, and, Gronk just goes out there and does his thing. I, I thought that was kind of funny um, from the Gronkowski department. He just doesn't watch tape, and he openly admits it. Dude, Gronk, Gronk's a character, but those two, you put them in your starting lineup. I don't care. Like, Jackson, I'm in an eight-man league with some friends and my kids. And, you know, Jackson drafted Gronk and Waller as his two tight ends. He's had Waller in the last two weeks. I had to help the my Jackson's my seven-year-old. I had to help him switch out Gronk for Waller this week. And it's just like, dude, safe bet. Even, you know, two of the highest scoring tight ends every week. Yeah. So. It's insane. Um, (laughs) I I don't have a a great uh, fantasy team. Um, If you follow the channel at all, I mean, we kind of go over my fantasy team. And it's, we're riding the struggle bus. We ended up pulling out a win. Um I, this week, though, this past week, I, I played somebody who definitely uh, wasn't even watching their lineup. So, but I did start Scary Terry, and, and he definitely went off, and he was definitely the high point of my fantasy team this week um, going into it. But uh, let's kind of go over uh, some of our wows and owls for this week um, that, that just kind of happened here. In week two, um, Derek Carr, uh, that's that's a big name there um, and what he was able to accomplish. Um, I watched that game. There was a, a point um, where he went down, and it looked like it could he could have been out for a little bit. He bounced right back and did the same thing again. I mean, he started throwing the ball all over the field. Derek Carr is he's the real deal for a quarterback kind of snuck up on us, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, Derek Carr's been right there, right on the edge of greatness for, what, the last five or six years? They're in a new stadium. They're in a new city. They're excited. They have the fans behind them. Uh, Raiders fans are fucking nuts from the get-go, but let's get real here. They have even more fans behind them moving to Las Vegas. It's a great move for them. I'm happy for Derek Carr. He's, you know, he's right on there, and he's scoring points. Yeah. Um, Great waiver wire pickup. 
Yes. Um, I have Najee Harris as my second wow uh, of this past week here. Um, and I, I don't think I have to say much. There's videos of him, you know, rolling around the Internet right now, stiff arming uh, the crap out of this uh, Raiders defense and, and just throwing him to the ground like it was nothing. Uh, that play, I think, was actually overturned. But this man has incredible strength. He's very new to the league, and he's making a uh, statement uh, for the Steelers team. Yeah, no, I don't disagree. And good for the Steelers. Glad they are. Hopefully they can overcome their quarterback. Yes. Um, and, you know, they, they definitely need that run game, so hopefully he can bring it to them. But, yeah, he had a great week. And he's he's gonna be there. Yeah. Um, Excuse me. And then my last big wow uh, that we hadn't covered yet was DJ Moore. Uh, DJ Moore, out of nowhere, I think, just did something kind of incredible for his team. Um, put up kind of some hidden numbers that a lot of people, probably, I think overlooked uh he had eight receptions 79 yards uh and a touchdown definitely helped his team out a lot but his fantasy production off of just those eight receptions was mind-blowing i i I did i couldn't believe how he got those numbers um well i mean in all honesty the only difference we see here is between week one and week two he had a touchdown they targeted him in the end zone they rewarded him for his six receptions, 80 yards, 13.3 yard per tar- yard per reception average, they rewarded him. And next week, it's going to be the same thing. Eight, seven, I mean, his numbers aren't as good as what they were in week one, but he's going to continue to get rewarded with those attempts. And the man's shown, he catches the ball when you throw it to him. Yeah, uh, I like I said, his fantasy production, I mean, he dropped 21.9 fantasy points from the wide receiver slot here in my league, and uh, he was only projected to hit 13 points. So, I mean, he blew that out of the water. Um, like I said, he's only got eight receptions on 79 yards and a touchdown. But th- there's just something special about how he was able to accomplish it to give him 21 points. He's definitely one of their, you know, highest-looking, you know, Past targets. I know they got Christian McCaffrey at the backfield, and he's going to be the bread and butter of this team. That's that's an easy thing to say, but DJ Moore's the best thing they got from the wide receiver standpoint, and so I think he's going to continue to get uh, the bulk of their targets out of that receiving core. Yeah, he's when you have Christian McCaffrey, he's going to get what is he at like seventy six percent of the looks, but. I think we'll see DJ Moore targeted as Christian McCaffrey gets double and triple teamed. And that's going to open the door for him a lot on red zone offense. Yeah. Um, let's go into some of our owls. Um, do you have any uh, owls that you'd like to, you know, kind of bring up and we can kind of talk I think about? everybody's owl for the year is Pollard and Ezekiel sharing touches, at least from a fantasy perspective. Everybody took Zeke first round and, you know, he's he's sharing touches, and he's not even winning the touches with Pollard. Yeah. Um, 
and then that same team, um, Dak Prescott, he he hurt watching him have to to play that game. That that offense is struggling. Um, they had that what week one win I think they did uh, against the Buck. No, no, they almost had a week one win against the Buccaneers. Um, they look strong then, but I mean, I, I don't know if they're ever going to be able to match that performance. All right. So our biggest, my biggest owl of the week was Sanders. My kicker always screws me. <laughs> okay. So it turns out you think, oh, two is not going to be able to move the ball to get anything more than a field goal. <clears throat> well, it turns out the Dolphins offense can't move the ball without two. It's even get to field goal range. So Sanders, biggest ouch of the week, zero points. Didn't even yeah. have a shot. I, I, I thought when you said Sanders, I thought you were talking Miles Sanders, and I was like, I definitely agree with you there. Um, but no, oh, zero no. points. They, I, Jason Sanders is killing me. <laughs> Just give the man a chance to kick the ball. Come on, Miami. Miles Sanders, yes, same boat. Definitely killing some people. I mean, the the biggest owl that we have is is going to be Zeke. Yeah, Zeke. And then coming out of that week too, George Kittle. I mean, people looked at him like to be top three best tight end, and here he is dropping five point seven points uh, against a, a Philly defense. And then over here we got Noah Fant dropping thirteen points uh, against Jacksonville. So. George Kittle, you know, hurt a lot of people. Um, thank God I didn't end up drafting him. I mean, he didn't fall in my lap. And thanks God I ended up drafting drafting Noah Fant. Yes, <laughs> I, I'm I'm not the guy that that's spending money on tight ends. I'm I'm not spending my good picks on tight ends. And if you are good on you, I hope the best for you. I really would love to take your money. Please ask to be in a league with me next year. Yeah, no, I I have a. Austin Hooper and uh, Robert Tanyan um, kind of going back and forth looking at, you know, who I think is going to be better, you know, starting each week. And uh, last week I started Tanyan, dropped me 14.2 points. Couldn't have been any more happy with his performance. Um, if, I, if I pull up his stats here, he was only targeted three times, caught all of them. He had 52 yards and a uh, receiving touchdown. So, Last year, I think, was his breakout year. A lot of people were trying to say that this year is going to be even better. I don't know if he can top last year. No. I. But, I mean, you just have to – it's – sorry, I don't have anything to go off there, Tyler. Yeah, you can't top <laughs> last year. No, that's fine. Um, I, just last year definitely was his year. And I don't think anyone's going to be able to see him repeat those numbers again. Um, so I think we're going to move into our uh, next segment here, James. Um, what matchups are you looking forward to watching um, this coming week? Um, I think Panthers-Texans going to be a big matchup. Who are the Texans throwing in at QB? Let's let's see what happens there. See what Christian McCaffrey can do against that Texans defense. Since so many people took him first overall, 
is going to be Christian McCaffrey. So let's see where that all lies with that Texans defense. They haven't been great this year. Generally, they're absolutely amazing against the rush. Of course, Chargers, Chiefs, that's going to be a game. I want to see how many points Kyler Murray, my quarterback, puts up against the Jaguars because I think that'll be ridiculous. Yeah. Week three is just a great matchup. You're going to see Lamar Jackson put up a ton of points against the Lions, my Lions. It's going to be awful. I'm not watching that game. (laughs) It's my least sport. I don't look forward to the Lions games ever. I don't want to watch them. I'm glad I lived live in Indiana where I don't get them. Yeah, um, that's I'm in the same boat as you. I don't get to watch my Bears games all too often, and we live darn too close for me not to be able to pick them up. Um, and I'm kind of glad I don't get to watch this week because you know Justin Fields is now taking the field against this Browns defense. It it's gonna hurt them. It it, it really is. It no, that's that's not gonna be a game to watch. Uh, um, no. It's, it's going to be a horrible game. I think we're going to see Montgomery get a lot of points off that game. At least that's what I got my fingers crossed for. He's their charge them through guy. I think, honestly, our Monday night football game, we got to talk about the Eagles-Cowboys rivalry game. Yeah. That's going to be a huge week. It's going to be a make-or-break week, make week. Are we going to be playing Pollard? Are we going to be playing Elliott? Who, the running back that gets the most carries this week, that's going to tell you who's going to lead it into the rest of the season. For those those people talking about, do I trade away Zeke? And the people that are thinking about taking Zeke, if he doesn't get the carries this week, don't take him. Yeah. And, of um, course, we'll see Rodgers shit the bed. Yeah, no, I, I have the Packers and 49ers as a game to kind of watch. Um, obviously, with Aaron Rodgers looking like he was wanting to throw the season week one and then coming out against, uh, you know, the Lions and, throwing the ball incredibly well and, and that's in looking... the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah. Well, this, uh, this team here, um, they, they got two completely different performances uh, in two different weeks. So I'm kind of interested to see kind of where this week will take us here um, against a, a 49ers defense. Yeah. That's the defense to test it out against because the NFC North, the strong conference. No, um, not at all. Um, the Bears are the only ones with a win. How? Like, the Bears? <laughs> at least I'm happy we were able to beat Joe Burrow, but I don't think we should have pulled that one out. Obviously, Justin Fields took the field, didn't throw a touchdown for us. I mean, he, from what I could see, struggled to march the ball down the field. I, I'm scared for this week for Chicago. Um the Packers look like they could pick up another loss against the 49ers because uh, that's a road game for them. Uh, we got who else in this conference and where they at this week. Um, we got the Vikings taking the Seahawks. I don't see the Vikings picking this one up either. This NFC North is it's struggling. No, Russell Wilson is, you know, Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson, that combo is way too smart to lose to Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. Um, they just don't have the – they don't have the office, the coaching staff. They don't have the quarterback that's going to win it this week. I think, honestly, game to watch this week, 
maybe the Bears versus the Browns just to see how Justin Fields does. And we're going to see his potential as a star in future years, not this year. But in future years, we're going to see what he, what he has the ability to do against this Browns defense. And this, this is definitely uh, going to be his his first start here in the NFL. I mean, he played in the preseason, but that was uh, with all the backups. So he's really going to have maximum amount of reps here with that starting offense. And we, we get to see what he looks like against, you know, an NFL defense. And with it being the Browns, it's one of the better defenses. So if he can kind of keep up in this game, we might be looking at a, a Bears team with a good quarterback. And, you know, the Bears fans, you know, are, are pretty darn excited right now because Fields is not taking the field and it's not Dalton. Yeah. So I got to ask you, man, as a Bears fan, I uh, all my Bears fans saw, said they see Fields start in the first half of the season. Some uh, of them said injury, said, some of them said play. Dalton was going to go down in the first half of the season. Did you think it was injury or was it going to be play? Most of my friends said injury. I'll preface with that. I'm going to say I didn't uh, predict an injury uh, on Dalton, but I did see Dalton just getting thrown around like a rag doll. And the Bears fans, you know, behind him, Matt Nagy, you know, with his job on the line uh, this year after drafting Fields and not giving him a start, he was going to have to start him eventually. I said at the beginning of the year um, – it was going to be week four. Fields is going to get his first start, and that week will determine whether or not you know he gets to uh, keep that starting role or if Dalton will come back into it. Here we are going into week three. He's now getting that start on the road in Cleveland. I'm scared, <laughs> to say the least. Cleveland, uh, Cleveland is not the defense you want him to get a start with because you may be looking at, at a new coach come next week. Yeah, um, Matt Nagy, you know, has – He's got Trubisky. Then he went with Dalton. Bears fans are not behind him. This organization's not really behind him anymore, I don't think. This is a make-or-break year for Nagy. Fields is his saving grace here. So Fields can throw an average game. I don't even say Fields has to win the game for the Bears. All he's got to do is have a decent game, look like a normal NFL quarterback, do better than what Dalton would do in this situation. And I think, you know, Nagy here can scrape by another week as the head coach here. I mean, something's got to give for these Bear fans. Uh, I mean, I'm a Lions fan. I at least don't expect to win. Bears fans always think they're winning, and they never do. Yeah. <laughs> I, but, I wish we were back, you know, in our, our, our Super Bowl win, and we, we could relive that moment again. But the whole saying is now, I mean, you know, Chicago's where quarterbacks go to die, and I hope Fields can turn that around for this organization. I really do, and I think he's the man to do it, too. Tyler, were you alive when the Bears won the Super Bowl last time? I was not. I was not. I actually had to go find a tape of it and watch it. Uh, but, yes, no, that, that Super Bowl was a, a, a sweet victory for anyone that was alive to watch it. Fortunately, I was not. Um but like I've said, give us four more years and we'll be making some deep runs. We just have to have a couple more good draft classes. I, I just had to say that because, you know, I'm I'm going to be 34 next week and I've got a couple years on you. So I just yeah, if you were alive to see it, I didn't know how old you are. So, yeah. Yeah, no. Um, 
Another matchup I'm kind of excited to see is this uh, Colts on the road in Tennessee against the Titans. Um, I know it sounds kind of crazy uh, considering what the Colts have really done this year. Not a lot of anything. Um, and in Tennessee with Derrick Henry, obviously. But, you know, this Colts team, they can turn it around, um, like, like we said earlier. Uh, Tennessee offense, I mean, aside from Derrick Henry and then a couple receivers here in this team, the Colts have a chance to kind of slow down this offense. And if they can kind of set theirs up, I think that they might be able to put up a couple scores and uh, make this a really close matchup. I really do. I think I think they'll make it a close matchup, but I just don't think they have the coaching staff to win. Yeah. Um we'll we'll see a good game from we'll see a good game I think from Derrick Henry. Ryan Tannehill will make some fourth quarter throws that we'll see some of their receivers, Julio Jones, AJ Brown, get some points this week. Yeah, so definitely uh, if you guys have have those guys in your lineups, make sure to start them because this Tennessee team uh, is not going to shy away from putting up your production uh, this week. Um, and the last game I have that, that on tap that I'm, I'm kind of wanting to watch for is this Cardinals and Jaguars game. Yep. Yeah, um, th- there's not too much uh, to say for it. Obviously, we got Trevor Lawrence and Kyler Murray, two very young quarterbacks, going at it, you know, head-to-head um, down in Jacksonville. Two totally different scripts right now. Arizona's 2-0. and Jacksonville's 0-2. Um, but if Trevor Lawrence wants to set his feet and really make a name for himself, this is uh, the week he's going to do it. Urban Meyer, I think, should have stayed uh, in the – college realm i don't think he was cut out you know for the uh, nfl Th- this would definitely be a, a good test for him going up against uh kyler murray and this cardinals team yeah i agree um i i just think urban meyer's getting out coached up and down the field um i don't i also don't think that trevor lawrence was the best quarterback in the class but you know, it, it's it's going to be a tough road for Jacksonville. You're, we're going to see the second best receiving core. Yes, Tom, Tom Brady has the best receiving core again. We're going to see the second best receiving core go up against a subpar secondary, and it's going to get ugly. Yeah. Um, I, I For me, I, I've always been uh, an Urban Meyer fan until he went to Ohio State. Um Knowing me, I did grow up in Florida, so I was a Florida Gators fan for a long period of time. I watched Tim Tebow, you know, go through Florida, you know, with Urban coaching him. You know, I know what Urban's capable of. I don't know if that translates into the NFL realm. And and I think that's where this Jaguars team is really starting to screw up because they're playing it like a college game and not an NFL game. It's oh, I mean, team. it's the same thing as when Nick Saban went to the NFL. The, this isn't going to work. The greatest college coaches, Urban Meyer, Nick Saban, they're not making it in the NFL. It's a completely different game. Oh, it is. A hundred percent. So uh moving on here, uh, do you have any uh any anybody that you are uh, gonna lock down start, you know, this week here in week three? 
So Kyler Murray, you guys know I have Kyler Murray. I've already said that. Starting QB until I don't see him be that way. Derrick Henry, I'm starting Derrick Henry. I think he's going to have a great game. The Colts, they're going to start double teaming him. That's why A.J. Brown, uh, you know, I'm going to see him on my other league. But the main league that I play in is my work league. We have we play in a thousand dollar league. So I have Kyler Murray, Derrick Henry, DeAndre Swift. I started him last week too. DeAndre Hopkins, Adam Thielen. Yeah, Kirk Cousins isn't the greatest. Adam Thielen's his only target. Start him. Noah Fant. Um, I am actually switching out holiday starting. I you know, the Daniel Jones draftees, I'm sorry for you. I'm sorry. Just, you know, the Giants need a quarterback. Um, yes. So I'm going to actually be starting um, – I'm going to switch up A.J. Green because I I, I think they're going to have that week. I'm going to throw A.J. Green in my starting lineup. I've got the 49ers defense and, of course, Justin Tucker because Baltimore puts up points every single week. Yeah, I think that one's a lock on the kicker position, definitely. Uh, but A.J. Green, that was uh, quite a surprising name for you to throw out there, um, throwing in your starting lineup. But I, I could see it happening. I, I definitely do. Um, this I mean, week, we want to talk about it. He got targeted this week. Yeah. A.J. Green got targeted and completions this week. He is projected at 8.9, ended up at 13.4. We're going to start seeing that week in and week out with AJ. I mean, AJ Green's a winner. A proven track record, already starting to move up. AJ Green, I think, is definitely something to start looking at. Just with that receiving core, they're throwing so many touchdowns. They're starting to double team their main receivers. AJ Green didn't get double teamed. He got a touchdown. Yeah. Um, so this week, uh, just kind of go over it. Um, my running backs. I'm scared for this week. Um, I have Melvin Gordon, and I, I think he's uh, one of the biggest ouches uh, this season for me uh, because he's now splitting targets uh, with a uh, another running back, and he's getting outplayed in the position. And I think by the end of the season, he's not going to be a, a relevant name on this Denver Broncos team anymore. I, I personally don't. I know he is going up against the New York Jets, so there's a lot of run opportunity. Uh, for him but like I said he's if I go to his stats here he's had 11 and 13 attempts uh, last week against Jacksonville whom they beat he only had 31 yards no rushing touchdowns he's not what we want him to be right now so that one scares me if you have a better running back in your lineup I would start him unfortunately I do not so I got Melvin Gordon in my starting lineup with Austin Eckler, uh, who actually seems to be like a decent running back this year. Um, his running back rank is seventh right now. 93% of all leagues are starting him. Uh, I think he's a little above that middle of the road uh, lineup there. So I got Russell Wilson with those two running backs, Stephon Diggs, Justin Jefferson, Austin Hooper, Terry McLaurin. And then I got uh, – Detroit's kicker, um, and then the Broncos' defense is who I'm going with uh, this week. Very nice. So, didn't have the best draft this year. Um, 
kind of not too happy with it, but we definitely have some of the right pieces here. Um, I contemplated putting uh, Pittman in uh, as a receiver. Uh, he definitely exploded. You're going to uh, put – Pittman's a tight end, bro. Pittman is one of the most exciting tight ends to come into the league. And, like, he's George Kittle exciting. He, he can't block like Kittle can. But he's so he, they can line him up as a six foot eight receiver that's two hundred and seventy pounds. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so it's really between him, Hooper, and and Tanyan, um, who I want to put in that that situation right there. Um, but I think I'm going to go with Hooper this week because um, he's going up against Chicago, and I I know that he's going to be able to get those targets and get those receptions. Uh, definitely uh, some red zone looks I'm looking forward to for him. Uh, but I'm going up against so far the, the best offense here in the league. Uh, I mean, this guy here has Jalen Hurts, Dalvin Cook, DeAndre Swift, Devontae Adams, Tyler Lockett, Travis Kelsey, David Montgomery. Did I even draft in the same class as this man? I mean, he's got one, two, three, four – four all-star caliber players and he's projected 143 to my 130. So it's going to be a close battle between him and I, uh, but he's definitely put up the highest fantasy points so far in this league. Yeah. Well, Hey, I wish you the best of luck this week, Tyler. Uh, we got to catch up before too long and hopefully you guys can win out. Yeah. Uh, same to you. Uh, your team definitely sounds to be exciting and, uh, can't wait to see what this uh, week three is going to bring us. Uh, but I think that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, definitely I'll catch back with you guys in the following week. James, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll talk to you in a little bit, man. And uh, for the rest of you guys, uh, keep your fantasy lineups moving. Uh, we definitely gave you a lot of information to kind of go through. Take it as you will. And uh, we'll see you guys back a uh next week at this time all right, all right. have a good one man yeah you too bye